Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, always joined by Raj Chapalu after these games. Raj, wow. <laughs> um, so essentially, uh, the Lakers have followed a trend this year where if they have an opportunity, if they see an opportunity to take a game kind of lightly, They'll take that opportunity. (laughs) And the Warriors uh, in these playoffs, when they have felt like their backs were up against the wall or are uh, up against the wall, they respond in kind. And (laughs) we we saw both those trends happen in the same game here. The Lakers get absolutely mollywopped. Yes. 27 to 100. Um, it It was a good first quarter. Real bad second quarter, and that was it. It was over. It was just over. Yeah, I mean, they kind of ran us out of the building. The three-point shooting, I thought, you know, really killed our spirit. In like, we already had, we're like, you could tell we were already on the fence between, mm-hmm. do we want to, do you want to, do we want to go full board and just take this and try to take this one, or do we want to just, you know, kick our legs back and and get ready for game three in L.A. and the Warriors made that decision for us they're like you know we're just gonna rain threes all over your head clay hitting steph going into facilitator mode really cooked our pick and roll coverage i think that is something we should you know focus on but other than that yeah look very the intensity you could tell if you just compare from game one to game two the intensity level on our side just was not there even though we had the lead after the first quarter a lot of jump shooting was masking a lot of you know bad process there uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, the Warriors came out and took it in. You weren't going to take two games, like taking two games on them was going to take a pretty her- Herculean effort. And we just didn't, we didn't get that. Yeah. We got like, well, did, did you ever see the, the Hercules Disney so, movie? So I saw the cartoon one when I was a kid. Yeah. Like I did, I did watch that one. Yes. I didn't Remember live under beginning? a rock too many times, but yeah, that, <laughs> that time, <laughs> Remember, remember early in that movie where like the kids didn't want to play with Hercules because he kept on ruining it, ruining everything. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers technically gave a Herculean effort. It was just like the wrong Hercules. It was the <laughs> the Hercules who like knocked over an entire town square going for a, a frisbee. Um, it was just you. You mentioned that the process offensively, 
and the results kind of masking bad process in some spots. Um, defensively, I really didn't understand the Lakers making an adjustment before they had to, um, where, you know, they, they, they were doing some different things and, and they, you know, in game one, essentially AD did what he's done all year, basically. And he sagged off shooters and gave them, you know, kind of the pull up three pointer and didn't want to allow anybody into the paint. And this one, he came up a little higher and the ball got behind him on a couple occasions, and the Warriors got downhill, and Jermichael Green, who was in the game to shoot those three-pointers, yeah. was, was wide open on some of those occasions. We'll talk about AD individually. I want to talk about LeBron um, also individually. Uh, but just from a general perspective here, uh, and this is, I will grant that this is a homer take. This is a, a, this is a copium take. But I mm. really think that the Lakers... They're approaching this and every series with we only need to play with enough energy four times. We have we have to in those games that we put forth that energy, you have to win. You're not leaving yourself very much margin for error here, and I really think in this one like you're saying, they kind of felt it out at the beginning. They hit some jumpers and they were close. At the end of one, they were actually ahead right, but then, you know, they as soon as the Warriors kind of threw a single punch, the Lakers were like, nah, nah, that, that sucked. I don't want to yeah. be here anymore. And and I think they really kind of closed up. You know, LeBron and AD didn't play in the fourth quarter, but they really kind of closed up shop. And, and even while those guys were on the court, neither of them were playing very hard. Neither of them. I, I don't think they broke a sweat. I don't. AD shot um, 11 one times. free throw. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, LeBron didn't shoot any free throws. That's indicative of, yeah, we don't have it tonight. Yeah, and one offensive rebound for AD. Uh, Would have had one more, got a terrible foul called on him that you know looked like a pretty phantom call. LeBron, zero offensive rebounds, you know, where they start Jermichael Green on the other end. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of showed you where their, I think, effort level was. Not that they were dogging it, you know, to any extent, but you could tell they just weren't, fully engaged LeBron minus 27 in this one AD minus 22 um, just got up ran off the floor you know when they were out there so yeah but that's a dangerous game to play though right Anthony and it's super frustrating to watch as a fan to know like and I, I agree with you I think you're right they're like we have seven games to do this we don't have to close this out in five or something like that not that they were going to anyway but you could tell there's some managing going on and this felt very reminiscent of some of the Grizzlies games right in that series where He'd have a 31 and 17 game and some other night um, the offense just was not there. I thought his defensive effort though in the Grizzlies series was a little bit more sustained. Tonight I thought the spread out pick and roll and the misses at the rim, I thought just got to him. He picked up his third foul, uh, a second foul pretty early, and I thought he was really tentative on that end and then picked up his third, um, I believe, before the halftime on a, on a really terrible play. And from there I thought that was kind of game. I mean, you went into the half down 10, Warriors come out, AD has three fouls, can't be as aggressive at the basket. They got some layups, and yeah, we went into this uh, thinking we can just go home and take it, and you better now, and you don't have much time to really rest, honestly. You get one day off tomorrow before being right back into it. I don't know who that really, like, where the advantage is on that, but um, yeah, it didn't feel like they broke a sweat. Like you said, it was a very easygoing type of effort. We'll see if we can make a run. If not, uh, once Clay hit it, 
hit that transition three. I think it put them up 18, and that was yeah. that was kind of game to me. Yeah, I they called timeout right after that, and I thought, you may as well not play those guys from there. They did, yeah. you know, because it was only midway through the third, but, but you, you know. And look, while those guys were on the court, I don't think they were trying particularly hard anyway. Like, we've been talking about the AD thing here, though. Here's, um, here's where, like, LeBron, I think, recognized, I played like shit. It's time to move on. And mm-hmm. I can trust that LeBron, so long as he's okay physically, which there are very much questions about that. But but so long as he's okay physically, maybe not 100%, but close, like, like you know, 80% and up, um, I trust that LeBron recognizes that was a bad showing from him. Um, AD, though... There was a play in the third quarter, and you know I did the playback with you guys on All Access Lakers in the first half, and then I went to to, to my channel there for the second half, and uh, to this channel uh, in the second half. And there was a play, I, think, I, I forget who shot it, but AD was like in the middle of the paint, like yeah, just a step in maybe from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And between him and the basket stood Draymond Green. And... Draymond was already in position um, looking at AD with his forearm up to where like if AD took a step in, he was going to hit him with that forearm right in the chest. And AD, like, I, I swear to God, I, I would, I'm, I'm going to try to find this, um, you know, at some point tonight. But AD took a step towards the basket, saw Draymond there, saw the elbow coming and backed off and just kind of <laughs> like, you know, gave up the position. And, and I said over the course of the game, too, like, look for how often AD is actually in offensive rebounding position, you know? Yeah. He was, you, you can you can blame the fouls, and we can, you know, he did pick up an offensive rebounding foul, and maybe that played a role in it. He wasn't hitting his jumpers, and sometimes that leaks into your confidence elsewhere in the game. But um, to the extent that I, a blogger here, a podcaster here, sitting in, you know, quite comfortably in my office, can call a game that a professional athlete plays soft, I'm willing to go that far. It, and it's the same thing that we saw in, in game two against Memphis, where he, he, you know, remember, we laughed, right? I said he got punked, and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. He just played soft. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like in this one, this one, Draymond Green straight up punked him. Like he was, he was just, he just, uh, everywhere that AD wanted to get to on the court, Draymond wasn't going to let it happen. And sure, yeah, the referees allowed some physicality from Draymond's side of things that they maybe weren't allowing from AD's side of things. But I also don't think AD was putting forth very much physicality no. that you were like, you know, worried that he was going to pick up an extra fourth. He he felt the physicality. He you know felt it kind of getting away from him, and he showed zero fight whatsoever to try to get back into the game. So I remember you you had um, Sam and Andy of the, the Light Years on here after Game One, and you know they said the Warriors played too polite, right? They were too yeah. polite to Anthony Davis. I thought Anthony Davis was way too polite tonight to yeah. Draymond Green. Like there, you know, you can give Draymond Green his respect. He's a big time, one of the best defensive players ever. You're Anthony freaking Davis. You're six eleven with every skill in the book. Like there's no reason when you get into the post with him, you have to like think three times and he bobbled it a few times as well. And Draymond's going to do a good job getting into you and stuff like that. But I think there's ways where, yeah, we have to make it a little easier on him. Maybe the pocket passes have to be a little cleaner sometimes, but man, you just have to catch those sometimes. Like you're not going to get a perfect lane. Um, all well, the time. Part of why thought, he wasn't catching him is because the ball is coming to him and he's already backing off. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
the pass is going to a certain spot on the court and he's not willing to step in there and, and take that spot that he needs to catch the ball at there. Yeah, he's he was shying away from some contact. And Anthony Davis might be the most like where you can see when he's engaged or not. Like that gap between his engagement yeah. and disengagement might be the largest in the league. LeBron does a really good do- job of hiding it, maybe defensively not as well as he used to, but <laughs> like he like yeah. even in games like he'll like in those bad Laker years sometimes where he'd be like have twenty five eight and eight and you're like you had a terrible game <laughs> like he, but like the game finished with like twenty five eight and eight. AD has the biggest gap between that. And sometimes he'll even get up to like 17 points, get some more free throws here and there. But tonight was just a, he looked disengaged. And I don't know if that's a mental, I don't think that's him like consciously doing that. I just think like it just, it ebbs and flows between um, when the team needs it or not. And, you know, you, they, they pan to him on the bench doing the like head nod about 80 times. Like that, like, you know what I mean? Like he was like yeah. nodding his head. He's aware of that. Did that same thing game five against Memphis came back and absolutely destroyed them in game six. So I expect a good game three performance from him. And maybe that's all we need is four out of seven. I think that would be extremely frustrating because I think his ceiling is to the place where he should be able to dominate a Jamichael green and Draymond green front court like that. That should not take you out of being an offensive rhythm. Like I like that should be a place where he doubles down on his aggression. And instead he was kicking to Vanderbilt in the paint when he's already got a foot in the paint. It was just a, it was yeah. a lot of passiveness, passiveness there. Well, the other frustrating thing about like you can't you can't hear it through the game, but you know the sounds of the game, right? Like mm-hmm. anybody who has played basketball at any like relatively high level um, understands that there are things like set on a court, you know that that like you know you could pick up and you kind of pick up as a basketball player, and like when when the Warriors see AD kicking the ball out to Vanderbilt. They're already cheering. You can, I can guarantee, like the ball goes out to Vanderbilt, and I can guarantee you, they're all saying, "Fuck yeah, we all did our jobs. That's it. Yeah. We're good. Like we, we did what we wanted to do." Vanderbilt, take that all day, all day. They're probably yelling all day. Take that. You're open. Take it. And then from the bench, he's with us. He's with us. Self check. You know all that stuff. And those are the things that you're gonna hear. You know because that's what Vanderbilt is. Like I. I I really like what he brings defensively. And I, I thought that the Lakers game plan defensively took him out of the game to a certain extent. Like he was fired up at the idea yeah. that the Lakers like gave him the challenge. He was like, Hey, if, if, if Steph's going to have it tonight, it's going to be because he overcame you specifically. And I thought tonight, like they were bringing help to him that he didn't Too need early. in game one. And it was just like, I, and, and I, I think he kind of messed with him a little bit. Just like, I also think he kind of messed with Reeves when the Warriors was just like, Good luck, bud. And they kept on leaving him open. Um, like I think there were some aspects of the game that really got into the role, role players' heads. But yeah, I I really want to stress. Um, it's one thing to see a 38 year old, somewhat hobbled LeBron, taking a night where he like, you know what, guys, I just don't have it tonight. Right. But Anthony Davis is in his prime, man. Like this is why when 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 he was in New Orleans, um, and moving forward after LeBron the, the LeBron James era. This is why there are questions about whether this guy can be the face of a franchise and have that franchise have any real uh, expectations because you just never know in his prime uh, when Anthony Davis is going to show up for a playoff game. A playoff game that if the Lakers win, by the way, the Lakers own the series. The series is over, you know? And again, I didn't anticipate that the Lakers were going to win this one. May or may not have, have, have earned some donuts for Avery tonight. 
But but I I will say though that like what I what I do expect what I do expect out of like great players is to at least try to be fucking great, right? Like it like make make a show. And you can't have you know in in one game in Memphis it was Xavier Tillman, and it's a little different when Draymond Green is eating your lunch than Xavier Tillman. But like sure. you can't. The thing that annoyed me and 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 this was like with um people all over the internet and people who like I have uh you know spoke to around the league today too and the number of people who were just like it's going to be a bad AD game you know the number of people who going in were like knew it yeah he he played really he played really really well played really physically dominated game 1 played extended minutes sure but he's in his prime and the number of people who going into tonight were like yeah he's probably not going to have it the 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 confidence that I had you know, earning those donuts for Avery tonight um, was just, it, it, it pissed me off as I was placing them. I was like, I know how this is going to go. And I know what AD specifically isn't going to bring to the table. And that right there, like, uh, I'm sorry. You know, it's like, it's, it's like what made pre Lakers pow, you know, kind of a questionable face of the franchise. And, and, it, and it's what, and it, what's, it's what makes AD post LeBron, a questionable face of the franchise. And by the way, the Lakers are very cognitive, uh, cognizant of two is like when LeBron is gone, they aren't particularly comfortable with AD being the face of the franchise moving forward. That's why they keep lining up their contracts together. Cause when LeBron is gone, I don't think they want to be in the Anthony Davis business moving forward. And I think this game specifically and other games like it are why. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean that's that's a lot. <laughs> just I was yeah. like, man, I, um, but no. I, <laughs> yeah, have, have fun, Raj. I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, look, he's look, he's put in the Jokic and B tier, right? I mean, I've heard some people even today say like Anthony Davis when he's locked in is ahead of Jokic, and those are the kind of conversations he's in. And to be in those conversations, you have to be consistent. Consistency is what makes these stars. And I think in the first round, so even when his offense wasn't going, I thought he was about like. I thought he was dominant defensively. He was the best defensive player in that series. He was the best player in that series overall. Um, tonight, he just didn't have it. I guess my issue more, Anthony, is the only 11 shots, right? I'd rather him be five for 18, right? Like, I'd rather him, like, be aggressive and take, you know, get those jump hooks. I thought he lost confidence in that. And, like, I don't know if this is him specifically or if this is a team thing as well. Like, it felt like just culturally they were – okay with like a one one split like that's what it felt yeah. like to me just the just the attitude our adjustments you talked about it we were like hedging ball screens on Steph when like we, like that's just that made no sense we didn't do that one time in game one game two they go Steph on the ball we start hedging him and like Draymond's getting downhill he's got nine assists I think tonight for him yeah. he's attacking the basket and we just never readjusted like you talked about we got punched in the face and we just put our hand I don't know if in boxing how this works but like we just put our hands down and like said like keep punching and like 
the Warriors were more than inclined that's to keep doing that. That's not usually how it goes in boxing. <laughs> not saying that's what happens, you, but usually, like usually, the ref steps in if, the, if if a boxer if a boxer goes to the other guy. You know what? Go ahead. Like, you, I think that becomes assault at a certain point. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen like I've seen like the Muhammad Ali where he's like standing on the ropes and he just like well that's he that's he's trying to not get yeah, hit. No, like what you're fair. talking about, is, <laughs> what you're talking about is just like go ahead. I'm not even gonna move. I I don't want to be yes. here anymore. Hey, my girlfriend left me. <laughs> I can't buy I donuts for my daughter. Just hit me. <laughs> Yeah, I want the pain. Give me the pain. I need to learn from it. Uh, no, but that's 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 kind of what we did tonight to me. We just let the lead balloon. You know what I mean? It went to 18, went to 28, and then we went to 30, and then we put our second unit, our third unit with Tristan Thompson. But that's where, like, the 5 for 11 to me, I thought he lost confidence in those little floating shots and was just way too polite. You got to dominate that matchup. That matchup is, this matchup is tailor-made for you like if they're single covering you with ad that's got to be disrespectful you know what i mean like that's where it's got to get to to me for ad and once he gets to that i think we'll be fine again i expect a bounce back people are like he'll just play good every odd game i'm like that's a, such a dangerous like that's such a weird thing to like accept. by the way that means the lakers lose game four <laughs> like if he's play, all right let's say that's his approach and he plays okay. well every other game you're, you're seven, saying maybe. you feel confident in winning a game seven against the reigning championship warriors at home where we just saw what it looks like when role players for the, for the warriors go out there and hit shots consistently. Like you don't beat that team. I don't care what the Lakers do tonight. The way that the warriors play tonight, you didn't, they shot 50% from three point range. Raj. Yeah, it was over. How much? You know, if Steph, if Steph's gonna, I mean, not Steph, Clay's gonna go eight for eleven. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I know we can blame Reeves. He can chase a little better. Uh, like his, you know, his uh, his technique chasing around screens can be a little bit better. But Clay went eight for eleven from three. Like, and a lot of those are like fading left in transition. Like, this, I'm not sure what you can do with that really. So, like, you hopefully that's just the one Clay game. Maybe he gets one more in LA that you can still steal. You hold Steph to five three point attempts. I mean, you you keep his volume down. Did have twelve assists, but. Uh, yeah, like there's not much you can do with that. It's the offense to me that once that cratered, our defense started to fall apart, which is sad because I thought Vanderbilt was playing hard. Like he was the one guy. He's like, guys, yeah. we can still win this. Like I'm, I'm still locked in. I'm. He's picking up step full court. Like he's full yeah. court picking up step, moving his feet. Got a few touch fouls here and there. Um, but his team just was not with it. Like they were just not. You think they were telling him like, hey man, calm down. Like when he almost got hurt, do you think LeBron went to him as he was picking him up? He's like, hey, man, stop. We're not trying tonight. Oh, We're man, going back not. home. <laughs> um, yeah, I I want to talk. Um, I want to talk about the, you know, because MVA916, the coaching staff was trash tonight. No adjustments. Are we in trouble, guys? Um, <clears throat> I actually think they made too many adjustments. I think they made an mm. adjustment before the game that they didn't have to with with hedging against Steph on screens and allowing Jamon Green to get downhill. Um, I think they saw Jermichael Green in the game, and Jermichael Green going into the game um, provided the impact, and the Lakers provided the impact that the Warriors were hoping to get from having Jermichael Green into the game. Uh, so, yeah, I I, I think... Um, I just think you have to, like... We saw game one. 
you just have to trust Vanderbilt. You have to trust your guys to 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 stay better attached, to you know contest from behind, utilize that length to get back into the play after Curry turns a corner on a screen. Like even it, so we always talk about the the idea of like putting guys in jail, right? Austin Reeves is really good at it. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is 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 also really good at it. And part yeah. of what makes D'Angelo Russell so good at it in particular is that he's generally being guarded by smaller guys. So when he puts sure. somebody in jail and, and he has his hand out here and he goes up for a jumper here and the guy, the, he has a smaller guy behind him, that smaller guy behind him can't contest. He's not going to feel him without fouling, right? He's not going to feel that contest from behind. But when Steph puts Jared Vanderbilt in jail, Vanderbilt's long enough and athletic enough to actually like have Steph feel that contest without fouling from behind. Not to mention AD waiting for for Steph there in the paint to really make him worried about taking that jumper, right, um, or that float or whatever. And 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 I just think like the Lakers tonight defended as if they didn't have that length and athleticism and 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 uh, size uh, advantage that they actually do have against the Warriors. So like that was really weird. And and you know the fact that the Lakers never really went back to the kind of things that were successful. Again, it really felt like they they played and borderline coached this one. So, like, we're not giving any extra away. No more extra film for for the Warriors on or no, they they are not going to get into a rhythm against the ways that we feel like we should or can guard them. Um, It really felt like almost organizationally, the Lakers just kind of walked into this one and said, "Hey, we came here, we did what we were trying to do." And by the way. You know they're still on schedule, according to, you know, like based on the, the 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 script that they needed to follow coming into the series. So like there's still that to 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 take into account. But also like you let Clay Thompson get going. He was eight of eleven from three point range tonight. Looked absolutely incredible out there. Um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Dante Divincenzo. Um, you know he only goes one of uh. Where, where is he? Two of eight from three-point range. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of those attempts, though, came late in the game when it was in, in, in like, you know, the game was basically over. But you right. did, like, because of the Lakers' approach here, you they did, I think, um, unintentionally give the Warriors, you know, more rhythm, more confidence than, you know, you, you wanted to give them, even if you understood you were probably going to lose game two. Yeah, I thought we overreacted some of the threes and the Jamichael Green threes, right? I think he missed his first two, but then he hit like his next two as well. I thought we overreacted a little bit to that. Again, that's what the Warriors want you to do. They want you to sell out on on Steph on like once he comes off the screens or on the ball and he's able to hit Draymond on the you know short roll. And that's really where they get their wheel going, especially when they're playing small. So he he drives again, he got nine assists, he got to the rim. There was one play where he just dunked it, right? Like I think we trapped Steph at half court for just no good reason it was like four seconds left and to have we stepped we trapped Steph at half court got it to Draymond Green and LeBron watched as Draymond came and just dunked it so yeah I was expecting a little bit more maybe switching on those like you had to know Anthony that I mean we called it as well they were going to go to more Steph on the ball they scrapped all the motion stuff like that's not working um they went Steph completely he's getting the inbound bringing it up pick and roll and he did a great job not forcing a, a thing like he he uh he initiated. He got 12 assists on the night. A ton of them were when the game was you know being decided. But I thought they would switch a little bit more on that. LeBron being able to help 
you know, below, but they didn't. They just were like, we're going to hedge. We're going to play this coverage. And it felt like a game where, you know, the whole team kind of was like, don't get hurt. Like, that's kind of like, that's what it yeah. felt like. And mm-hmm. LeBron even spoke to this after game five in Memphis. Uh, he's like, yeah, like this was the one we didn't really have a chance in. I'm like, man, this is a playoff game. Like, you, you know, it's, 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 yeah. it's like, these are do or die games for everyone else. And he's like, yeah, that game, we knew we didn't really have a chance. So we just came out, we tried to, you know, get a win, but Memphis took it and we knew we would be all right on our home floor. That's insane. But that's kind of when you have as much experience as they do, um, they can kind of do that, I guess. But it's a dangerous game, dangerous game to play. You got, this is a Warriors team that can easily win on the road to me. So that, yeah. That's a perfect segue, I think, to talking about LeBron's game. Again, he shoots zero free throws. That has to be, I didn't look it up, but it has to be the first playoff game he has ever played in where they didn't get hurt yeah. in and didn't shoot any free throws. I can't imagine if it has happened. I don't think it's very often. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like this has been the case from day one with LeBron, where he sets the tone and everybody very closely follows the tone. And uh, two straight games now, he has started both games shooting jumpers, jumpers early in the clock, jumpers that he personally would say, like, you have to be more disciplined to not take those jumpers. And I know he's trying to get him in, himself into a rhythm because I don't think he trusts himself physically to be able to turn the corner and get to the basket. But in game one, when he started taking those jumpers, Darvin Ham called timeout. The Lakers refocused on getting back to the rim. And, and they move forward that way. In this one, um, Darvin Ham, uh, I don't think he necessarily needed a call timeout. He was, they didn't get down 210 in the way that they did in, in mm-hmm. game one. Um, but the Lakers, like he and the Lakers, kept shooting jumpers. And the Lakers very closely followed the tone that he set by way of his kind of general approach to this game. And you mentioned his you know comments after game two against Memphis. And I don't, I don't think he's going to go that far here against Golden State um, because he respects them a lot more than that uh, shorthanded Memphis team. But I also think, though, that like without saying it out loud, he did kind of, you know, fairly loudly and definitively kind of say in this one, yeah, you know, we got game one. We just got to get back and get uh, game two. And maybe he's right, you know, and, and that's a part of it. It's like, it might be copium on my side and it might actually be the Lakers approach is like, we have the energy. We know the energy it takes to beat the warriors and we can only offer up that energy four times in the next six or seven games. And, yeah. and I don't think they wanted to squander that kind of an effort um, on a game that they didn't feel like they were going to win anyway. So like to a certain extent, yeah, you're right. Like playing off of that experience kind of makes some sense given the amount of miles on, on especially LeBron. But like you're saying, against a team like the Warriors, who is as 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 uh, volatile and play the variance game in a way that they have actually broken the math of the sport, um, you know, you, you, you make that calculation and you, you approach one too many games in, in that way, or you lose one of the games that you actually do offer up that 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 amount of energy to win the game and series is over. That's it. You, so, your, your season's over. Yeah, and so with, with LeBron, um, he was 10 for 18 in 28 minutes and somehow was a minus 27. That's basically like giving up a layup line on the other end. Like that's almost impossible to do. For you to be scoring at such an efficiency and still be giving up where you're, you know, your team is losing by minus 27. But for me, this feels like a 
lose the battle, win the war type of thing with him. You could tell he was extremely frustrated, like with his jumper. Even when we were winning against Memphis, you could just tell that was bothering him. I thought tonight something clicked. I'm not sure what it was. I don't know if he, you know, adjusted anything with his jump shot, but it just looked a lot better. He had, you know, that one bank in three as well, um, which, you know, that was a big shot. I think it tied the game or something like that. But uh, I thought his jumper was going. Hopefully that's something going forward that we can take from this loss. You know, you don't take much from 30-point uh, destroyers, like when, when people blow you out by 30. But, like, I think his jump shot is at least something we could take. A lot of those still were some bad process. But we got baited tonight. Like, the Warriors sold out at the rim. You talked about daring Austin Reeves. Um, it's tough when you have a bunch of small guys just standing there in the paint. It's very easy to just be like, I can shoot over them. They can't contest mm -hmm. my shot. I can shoot right over them. And that's a that's a dangerous game to play with the Warriors team where you can, if you get in a jump shooting game with them, you're done. Like you, you can't match their jump shooting. It's never going to happen. And again, that takes away from getting to the free throw line, getting their guys in foul trouble. It's just a domino effect that doesn't happen when, when you get into a jump shooting game with them. And I thought LeBron did. Some of those went in, but – Hopefully, again, this is the lose the battle, win the war type of stuff where they can't guard him like Dylan Brooks, Ben Simmons, yada, yada, for the rest of the series. Like, that's – he's LeBron James. He should not be defended this way. Like, you give LeBron James open shots, he should be able to, you know, capitalize, and and he did tonight. And I thought he was the he was the best player for us on the floor. He, he looked the most comfortable even going at 70%. At least he showed that he can be effective offensively in the series, and they'll and they'll need it. Well, I think he was the best player on the court for the Lakers because somebody had to be. Yeah, um, that's fair. But I, I, I also, so you mentioned um, giving up, you know, the Warriors kind of giving him jumpers and stuff, and it's kind of weird to see that with LeBron. The Warriors in this one, like I said earlier, did not play, like Gary Payton II didn't play when the, when the game mattered. Kevon Looney played significantly fewer minutes. Um, mm -hmm. The only player that... that um, the, the Warriors put out there who who isn't a threat offensively was Draymond Green, and he's actually a threat when he gets in the short roll and he gets to, to make decisions and stuff like that. Um, everybody else that the Warriors played can shoot, every single one of them. And uh, what that does is, like, the Lakers' defense right now in all season has been, you know, predicated on giving up jumpers to guys that they are willing to give jumpers to. It allows LeBron to rest more, too. And it allows AD to kind of just patrol the paint and take the paint away from from the other uh, offense. Um, if I, I would imagine, because of the amount of success that the Warriors had, not just tonight, but also when they went on a 14-0 run in Game 1, at the end of Game 1, I would imagine this is going to be their approach. Like I don't think we're going to see Gary Payton the second play very much in this series. And on a night where if, if Dante DiVincenzo doesn't have it going, maybe they don't see him. Um what do the Lakers do to counter that approach that the Warriors are taking? Because that like that becomes an ideological issue Difference. that the Lakers have. Yeah, that was a smart th a smart adjustment by Steve Kerr. You know, no GP two as well, right? So played you know a lot, a lot fewer guys who aren't threats from the outside. Even bench Jordan Poole in a little bit in that stretch, who was taking some bad shots. I think like to counteract that is to punch them on the other end, right? Like, I don't think you match up with the Warriors. You make this a slow down pace. You, you punish them by putting them in the basket. 
like a Jamichael Green front court should not be sustainable to me. And and this level of this style of basketball just is not sustainable against the type of size we have, in my opinion. I think also if they go to that, that's a that's a lineup where we could switch more. Like I think we have very switchable players, Vando, LeBron, AD. Those all guys can kind of switch a lot more possessions instead of giving up advantageous situations where you're hedging on Steph and you give up the four on three to Draymond. Like that's to me where it goes. And it all starts to me with AD. If he can slow the game down, that's where we slow the game down. Give give it to him inside. Let him, uh, let them rack up fouls and and try to slow the game down where they have to kind of adjust back to us and like, oh shoot, no, we need to put Looney back in to protect the rim. Like that's to me the adjustment there. It's not matching up with their small ball because you can't. No one in maybe history can match up with the Warriors like small ball Steph Clay and Draymond and put out two other shooters whoever they are. Like that's not something you're gonna match up with. Um, but you can you can kick their ass on the other end to me with offensive rebounding, being pressurous at the rim, LeBron not settling, getting to the basket on you know whoever's on him, like Andrew Wiggins or whoever with Draymond back there. Um, that's how you punish it. I don't think there's a lineup here where you go to you're not going to go Rui at the five, right? Like so, like I, I think like that's not the the way to counter that. I, I like the fire there. Go kick their <laughs> ass. I like it, Raj. Go get them. It's more fire than the Lakers showed all night. Um, <laughs> Phil Handy got a te- Phil Handy got a technical tonight. I was like, at least someone showed some emotion. You know what I mean? Like at least somebody showed they cared about. about it's just wild. Thing. Like he got a T on the other end of the court. Like what? Are, the refs are all looking the other direction. All of them are Unless looking the other direction. <laughs> like what could he have said? How was it not picked up on a mic? It was like a relatively quiet. It was coming out of a review. Like oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Like how how is it not picked up? What Phil Handy said? Like he's just scre- <laughs> screaming to the other end of the court, <laughs> and he oh, gets man. a tee while the game is stopped. That was wild. Yeah. Go Phil. Oh. <laughs> Way to go, Phil. Um, do you think he was yelling at AD and the ref thought it was like directed at him? Like do you think oh, like Phil no. Handy's like, stop being a. <laughs> the ref's like, what? Huh? How dare you say that about my mom? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, I think I agree with you a hundred percent. Though, like, if the if the Warriors are just going to play shooters, like, like you have to play those shooters off of the floor, and you have to make it so that they need to bring Looney back, right? Like already in Game One, essentially the Lakers played Looney off of the floor. They made it. They they made it so that like when they made when when the Warriors made their run, Looney wasn't in the game, and then the Warriors barely used him in this one. And I think what the Lakers kind of have to do here is they have to be so physical, they have to be mm. like have such an advantage on the offensive glass that that like the Warriors basically say, hey, we need our best rebounder here to even have a chance at getting a stop. Because the other part of it too, the Lakers got real jump shot happy. Obviously, like if you don't shoot any free throws. You're getting really jump shot happy. And we saw that to a certain extent in game one. And it made me nervous. I mentioned that on the pod with Sam and Andy that like, yeah, the Lakers played well. And there were a lot of numbers that would indicate that, the that you know, that should have been a game that the Warriors should have won. But the Lakers also shot really well in the mid range from in, in, with two point shots. And that's the kind of thing that like doesn't necessarily carry over, especially on the road from game to game. And and I thought tonight, like Elo still had it going. Reeves didn't have it going. Schroeder can't like Schroeder's jumper is broken, man. Like <laughs> they, they, he had a three pointer 
Um, when the Warriors made their like quick 8-0 run to turn an eight-point deficit yeah. into a tie game just like that, um, Schroeder had a three on the right wing that like we all knew we were watching it all together. We knew he was going to take that three, and uh, I like yeah. yelled, "No! Like no! <laughs> damn it!" <laughs> you know, because a um, it was a dumb shot, and it's not the kind of thing that's going to stem the tide. And b because Schroeder specifically right now cannot throw a pee in the ocean. Still shooting fine from the free throw line, but like as we just saw, as we saw with him in the playoffs a couple of years ago, the the decent shooting that he has over the course of the regular season just doesn't translate to the playoffs and and we're seeing it again here and and i think um you know all of the lakers misses um on jumpers allows the the warriors to get out in transition and and it's just it just becomes this compounding uh effect and i think what the lakers need to do is even if you're gonna you know if you're gonna take jumpers um make them floaters if you're going to, if you're going to like what, what you have to do, like the number one priority on offense has to be getting to the rim in some way, shape or form, whether that's backing people down, whether that's, you know, uh, you know, getting guys in motion so that the smaller, quicker guards are, are rotating over or whatever. But the Lakers, like they cannot fall in love with jumpers because it feels like it's a makeable shot. Like, you know, what's a more makeable shot slam dunks, you know, it's a more makeable shot free throws and you know what those shots do it takes the warriors out of transition because if the warriors get into transition and the lakers defense this year in transition hasn't been great either it's over that snowball starts moving and that avalanche starts coming and you wind up drowning we talked about this with um d'lo in the last round i think memphis started ball pressuring with luke Kennard, and it kind of took him out of his offensive game and uh we both said here and i said you have to meet force with force right and i think anthony davis against Draymond Green, you're going to have to meet force with force, right? You're not going to beat Draymond Green with, like, soft hooks. You know, like, that yeah. that's plays right into what he wants. And I'm not comparing the two because it's not fair. But, like, so that's why Sabonis got taken out of that series. Sabonis yeah. tried to meet force with skill, and it got, to use the P word, punked. Like, he got punked in that, in that round. The so, P word? Uh, <laughs> you can say punked. <laughs> <laughs> seems strong, you know. It seems, it seems mean, I, you know. Just, it's, it's a little rough, you know. Like, punked is a strong term to me. Uh, but, but yeah, like he got punked. He got punked in that series. So, um, to Ooh. me, Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, sorry, Ad. Um, but, but yeah. Um, so Sabonis got you know taken out of that series, and you know I think that that's something that Ad has to kind of work with because tonight there was no, it was it was no Looney on him. It was all Draymond Green and. You know, the, the kind of reputation is that Draymond's done a good job on him. Even if you look at the numbers, 80s put up extremely great numbers against the Warriors. But, like, the reputation-wise is like, hey, Draymond does a good job on him. And that's just kind of what they mean by that is, like, the one-on-one -on -one stuff. So, um, yeah, I think that's where we got to adjust. I also think we try to force the pocket pass a little too much. Like, there's some possessions where I'm like, D'Lo and Austin, you have two feet in the paint. No one's contesting your shot. Go up. Let AD let AD get it off the glass rather than trying to force a pocket pass, which is exactly what Draymond is waiting for there, because his main objective is to take away AD on the roll. So some of those, like just put it up there, let Vando and AD come and crash rather than yeah. you try to you know force it, and it's like a turnover. And we had a bunch of turnovers on that, but um, yeah, that's I, I'm hopeful you know, he'll he'll do that in Game Three, uh, but tonight was tough. 
Yeah, it's it's really going to take, you know, and this is what LeBron and AD said after game one, right? Where they said, like, you have to be disciplined mm-hmm. throughout the for 48 minutes. And, and it sucks that they would have those quotes and then come out and play the way that they did, which, again, indicates to me that I, I think they kind of saw that as, like, our work here is done. Let's stay healthy. Let's not break a sweat in this one. And let's get back to L.A., um, and, and then again, you know, offer up the kind of effort and energy it takes to win against the Warriors and that kind of discipline and stuff. I um, mean, we'll see how they come out on, on Saturday. But yeah, you know, George is saying that, that uh, True just tweeted out the, the I'll be quote, the I'll be better quote from AD. You know, you know that, that was, that's going to happen. And I, I think he knows that he was terrible tonight um, by any standard. Like he was bad by DeMonta Sabona standards. Like that was. You know, it was, it was, he was so bad that I think, you know, a couple nerds just gave him MVP votes for, for the NBA regular season. So like, I, I just think, you know, for, for AD in particular, it's funny. I, um, so I, did you guys watch the whole fourth quarter? Like, or all, all of the yes. game yes. on all access? Yes. You guys are better than me. I did not. Um, <laughs> I ended my show. I was like, <laughs> this is extra income. I'm oh, not gonna be here for this. I thought you were about to bring up a play. I was like, "Oh, what'd you see? Like, what, what play in the fourth quarter was interesting?" <laughs> well, no. Well, so, <laughs> so I went out there and and I watched the rest of the game with Jen, and she was like, "Why was this such a blowout?" And I said, "It's like AD, like it's just a, AD is is the tone setter. AD, like, well, I take that back. LeBron is the tone setter, but AD is like, like LeBron is is the the hammer, and AD is the nail, like." AD is the thing that like finally finishes the job and and is what holds the whole thing together. And when he just doesn't meet the kind of energy that Draymond brought, you see the way that the Warriors re- you know respond to Draymond's energy. Like Steph is the boogeyman and and like Aaron says and all that stuff, but when Draymond is punking somebody, that is something yeah. that everybody on that team and everybody in that arena really picks up on. And tonight Sorry, Raj, I'm going to use the bad word here. But tonight, Raj, er, not Raj, Draymond, <laughs> Raj punked AD. Like, <laughs> but, but like Draymond absolutely took it to AD. And everything that the Lakers try to do is built off of, you know, running the offense through AD. Uh, everything that they try to do defensively is predicated on AD being a freaking superhuman pterodactyl. Like, you know, when the Lakers get their asses beat like this, a lot of times because AD just didn't have it. And, and, you know, he has to say after the game that he has to be better. Um, and I, I imagine he will be, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll have to see what the line opens up at before I put some more donuts on the line for, for Saturday's game. But, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I'm sorry to keep kind of ringing this bell and banging this drum. But AD, like, you cannot get, even on a night where the Lakers don't feel like they're going to have it, you cannot get absolutely owned by, by Draymond. Is, is owned okay? Is that yeah, okay Owned's good. Yeah, that's okay. fine. That's okay. fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so this is where I think the game was lost, though, is that, so the Lakers had a set, and by the way, we should touch on Rui as well, who left Earth in the first half. Um, but uh, so the Lakers were up seven to end of the first quarter. AD came out. Two and a half minutes, we played Winning Gabriel. He was a minus eight in two and a half minutes. We put mm-hmm. AD right back in the game, right? And I'm sure he's like, are you serious? You know, I just played 44 minutes, just played the whole first quarter. He got two and a half minute rest. And I could just tell, you could see his body language. 
I have to go rewatch when I go rewatch and I'll see. But like, I'm pretty sure when I was watching live, you just yeah. see his body language there, like the recoveries on the screen. You know it, right? When you see it, like, we're just you watch offense, Mem- a lot of walking, like a lot of walking into screens and a lot of walking to spots yeah. and, and catching like, so- the ball like five feet higher than he needs to. And, yeah. and go watch, like, go watch games. I'm not asking for this every night, but go watch Game Six, Memphis, and then go watch tonight, right? Like the vast, like the difference in that is Canyon size in terms of like his effort, his ability, his like how he was roaming, his moving his feet, like all that stuff. That when he's right, it's a generational. You called him the best defender ever, maybe. Like when he's yeah, when he's right. And tonight he just was not that. Like again, Jim Michael Green getting offensive rebounds, those little tip ins. Andrew Wiggins got a bunch. Draymond didn't pick up a foul. And again, you can blame the refs. Like people can blame the refs on that. I'm sure that that played a part. But Draymond not picking up a foul until garbage time. I think he got a BS foul on Dennis Schroeder or something like that when Dennis grabbed his leg. Did you see that Dennis um, grabbing his leg for? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was to grip, like to like turn the corner. I think that's yeah. what he's doing. Um, but but Kinda, yeah. I will. Do you know who Gogo Gadget is? Like Go Inspector Gadget. Yeah, the guy with like the long the arms that like do stuff. Inspector Gadget. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he would like when he when he would like <clears throat> drive, he would stick his arm out the window and he would grab okay. like a pole and he would mm. make that ninety degree turn. Or I guess a more recent example is I, I, I hope you get this one. But the, like the Black Panther in the movie yes. where the in the first one where he like sticks his his like hand in the ground and, and he turns that way so yeah dennis was trying to anchor himself on draymond's leg and draymond <laughs> didn't like it <laughs> has he been doing that and this is the first because i haven't seen that this season i wonder if like he's been doing that and the warriors are the first usually one to you be use like... the hip usually usually like you know if you're gonna do that you you use the hip and you try to you know get super skinny around the the, the opposite hip there and you try to do it that way and the nice thing if if the referee is standing on the opposite side of you if you put your hand on the hip there um, and and you pull it a little bit, it actually looks like the the screen setter is sticking their hip into you. So you can actually like use it to anchor yourself and it looks like they're committing an illegal screen. But yeah, yeah. doing it on the knee, was, that's a new one. I've never seen that before. <laughs> well, because when yeah. it happened, I was like, AD got a call or Draymond got a call. Why is he pissed? Yeah. Um, so clearly like based off of Draymond's reaction, it doesn't happen very often either. And even like Mark Jackson was, I don't know how loud you guys had your, your stream going on, on stage, but Mark Jackson was like, look, man, you can grab my hip. You can grab my back. You can do that or whatever. Um, but you mess around with the knee and, and anything lower than that. And that's getting into dirty territory. So, so it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not normal. He was convinced that it was a flagrant. I think they were talking about it. Like, that's for sure a flagrant. I think it came back as a common foul anyway. So, yeah. like, I don't think it, he got in trouble for it. Yeah, but that was that was strange to watch Dennis do that. Um, but, yeah, we got to be better. And he, like, I, you know, I, I think that a lot of it was effort, but I do think there's tactical adjustments that we have to make for sure, like the, the guarding step. And we'll see if he can keep this up. You know, I asked, I asked you on the playback, like, right before, like, can Steph do this for a whole series where he's just on the ball, um, there's no real motion for him. He has to create every single shot and, uh, he did tonight, but it took away his shot attempts. Right. So it was a give and take, like he didn't, and that was partly because of our coverage was so, um, focused in on him. And I think it will be a little bit, you know, we'll, we'll try to force him to be more of the shooter in those, but yeah, it's interesting. I'll see if he can kind of keep this up. He's never done this for like a seven gamer. Like he does this end of games or like end of series, but not usually by game two where he's already like, just give me the ball and, and let me attack. Yeah. So, so I think that would be interesting for game three. 
Well, it, it again goes to show how desperate the Warriors were to win this one. And they clearly needed it a lot more than the Lakers did, right? Like sure. if the Lakers win this one, the series is over and, and the Warriors approached it as such. And the Lakers unfortunately did too. So that I think yeah. is really, you know, we talked for 50 minutes here. Um, and really like at the end of the day, the, the story is the Lakers just didn't show up. You know, we actually, you and I right now, Raj, I think broke more of a sweat doing this show than LeBron and AD did over the course of that game. Yeah, so. I'm just I'm just sad we uh you know blew a Rui Hachimura game eight for fourteen four for six from three, uh twenty one points it was a minus seventeen though there was one play he was he on can't, clay he can't like stay attached like he just he just can't do it well like he shouldn't be on Clay Thompson though like I remember at one time like Clay got around and AD was telling him you got to move and I'm like Rui can't move like that like there's yeah. nothing you can do there like you just yeah. can't chase chase Clay plus when Clay's just shooting like inferno there's nothing you could do anyway but yeah i just want to give him the shout out i thought he tried to keep us within it similarly in game two as well in memphis if you remember that yep. was the Rui smiling after every every shot like that's when he realized he was just this good um so hopefully he can continue but four for six from three started off four from four um hopefully a good sign for game three yeah, it's going to be interesting if the Lakers like this again goes back to and this is what I talked to Cranjus about on the show is is the idea of like outsizing their shooting, right? And and Rui is kind of the face of that where if Rui can play and he forces the the Warriors to go big to match up with them, then that really changes everything. The Warriors can't win that game, I don't think. But if like you don't have anybody to put Rui on, then you're, you're, it doesn't matter if he goes down and makes a couple of threes down there. He's giving up a lot defensively. So we'll see. Um, yep. Again, though, <clears throat> the final here is 127 to 100. The Golden State Warriors tie up the series 1-1 as they uh, both head back to now to L.A. and, and the uh, friendly confines of moneylaunderingarena.com. Um I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Raj Chapalu. And we will be live, I believe, after Saturday night. I think. We'll see. Probably. If AD plays like that again, I don't think I can do it. I don't, like, I, I don't know. We'll see. Saturday night. <laughs> Talk to you guys then. <laughs> oh, man. You better be live. <laughs>